Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Medicaid Leadership Exchange, our podcast series that NAMD and CHCS put on in partnership. It explores priority topics that are identified by Medicaid leaders and is a chance to highlight Medicaid directors and senior staff in some facilitated conversations. This podcast is made possible by support from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, and we are grateful for their commitment to leadership development of um, Medicaid agency officials. I'd like to introduce today's moderator, who's Gretchen Hammer. She's been the moderator for many of these sessions as um, this is our sixth recording. So hopefully her voice is familiar to you um, or you've engaged with her and her leadership development work with NAMD as our senior strategic advisor. So with that, I'll turn it over to Gretchen to say a few words and to kick off the podcast. Terrific. Thank you very much. This is Gretchen Hammer. I am the senior strategic advisor, and I'm really thrilled today to be talking with staff from the state of Wisconsin about some innovative and critical work that they've been doing related to staff engagement and motivation strategies. And so, as always, we're also joined by Mark Larson from the Center for Healthcare Strategies, who himself has experience as a Medicaid director, but also works uh, closely with Medicaid directors through the Medicaid Leadership Institute and other projects at CHCS. So together, we'll have a, um, hopefully an interesting and informative conversation that can bring to life some of the things that Wisconsin has been working on and hopefully spark new ideas for Medicaid directors and their senior staff around the country. So with that, I'll pause and let the Wisconsin team introduce themselves as well as Mark, and then we'll get into the conversation. Thank you, Gretchen. This is uh, Curtis Cunningham. I'm the Assistant Administrator for Long-Term Care Benefits and Programs uh, within the Wisconsin Medicaid program. And I'm Molly Bonesack. I am Curtis's Executive Assistant working with Long-Term Care in Wisconsin. And I am Kevin Coughlin, and I'm a Policy Initiative Advisor. Hi, everyone. This Mark? is Mark Larson from the Center for Healthcare Strategies. Terrific. So let's go ahead and dive in. Being in a leadership role in a Medicaid agency means your days are very busy, right? The, uh, the very full meeting agendas as well as the numbers of issues um, can really be overwhelming, and you can be pulled in multiple directions. And sometimes in that dynamic, it can be difficult to find the time to focus on your own health and well-being, as well as professional development, and those of your staff, and engaging your staff with a vision, um, in the vision of the agency, and in helping them to be their best professionals and bring their best selves and their best work to the work of the Medicaid program. So finding that time can be very difficult, and I'd really like to um, start by asking the Wisconsin staff to tell us the story of how you all began to think about this as a critical area of work. What were you seeing in your staff, and uh, what really spurred you to identify opportunities to increase engagement, and sort of what did those activities look like? So maybe Wisconsin, you could just provide us a little bit of the story of how you found yourself working in this critical area. Sure, uh, this is Curtis, I'll start. Um, you know, uh, back in about 2016, I really, uh, I took a job as the interim administrator for the Division of Long-Term Care, and it was about a 3,200-person uh, division with uh, state centers and other, uh, and then also all the long-term care programs. And, um, and with that, there was also a legislative initiative to significantly reform our um, long-term care program and our managed long-term care. And on the personal side, I, I also had uh, 
some back issues that I was dealing with and, uh, um, you know, couldn't sleep for more than three hours a day and, and uh, some pretty significant uh, uh, that made it with the confluence of all of these things made it pretty difficult. So um, what I, I did at that time was made a uh, conscious decision to uh, what I call uh, engage in significant behavioral modifications um, and uh, started uh, practicing yoga and uh, eating a vegan diet and, and uh, really taking care of myself. And um, I share that story on the, on, uh, at the start because um, since then, no back pain, everything's going well. I've really learned to manage stress. Um, and it's made a very significant change in my leadership and my ability to lead uh, uh, an organization. So um, I always start with that because I think before you can engage staff, before you can really uh, get into making the significant changes that need to be made and improving programs, you have to be in a good place uh, first. So, um, so first off, everyone needs to take care of yourself as a leader. If you do that, that will be seen by your staff and uh, they will also engage and be more productive uh, too. Um, so, and then as I mentioned in 2016, I took this new position um, and uh, we were really looking for how to move forward with uh, thinking about how to do staff engagement. And, um, you know, one of the things we started with is Kevin as a uh, non-management uh, staff that's uh, started doing exit interviews uh, of all staff that were leaving the division. And I found this information very valuable because it's not that written form that no one sends in when they leave. And it's uh, not to the supervisor who no one's going to want to tell them anything bad. It was really uh, more of a confidential one-on-one -on -one conversation. And so, uh, Kevin, I don't know if you want to start with saying yeah. a bit about what you found. Yeah, thanks, Curtis. Um, and it, it was very uh, interesting what we were hearing. Uh, and it was a very casual conversation that uh, people, almost everybody, uh, agreed to engage in. And they were very, I think, very honest and truthful. Uh, and what we were finding through these exit interviews was, uh, you know, we definitely had some issues going on with communication, with, uh, you know, kind of people working just in their own little uh, world with their kind of their tasks that they had to get done, but didn't really see uh, how they were uh, working with other people and how maybe that could benefit uh, by reaching out and collaborating. Uh, and also, they didn't feel really connected to the big picture. Uh, a lot of their work was, again, just kind of their own tasks, and they didn't know how their uh, work was really affecting uh, you know, even the, the Wisconsin uh, citizens that we, we really serve. Uh, and, you know, Curtis mentioned a, a big legislative event that was happening. There was some, um, there was a lot, it was a very, uh, it was a very difficult time for a lot of our staff and morale was quite low at that time. Um, so, you know, I, I shared all of this uh, with Curtis and, you know, we talked about, you know, what could we do to, you know, create maybe a platform to uh, engage uh, staff. That was the birth of, uh, of what we call Coffee with Curtis. Um, and it is a uh, staff engagement tool. It's a, we use Adobe Connect to uh, once a month uh, have a half an hour webinar that quickly, uh, succinctly uh, 
you know, states what's going on in the division, um, what, uh, you know, what other people are doing, celebrates our successes, uh, has staff recognition. Uh, we also use it as a way to get feedback on, you know, different, different things. So um, that was uh, the first start of, of an initiative to uh, really uh, bring everyone together in the division to understand what is what is going on and and really how to reiterate across the division whether you're doing the admin, admin budget whether you're uh, writing policy or contracts that we're all in this together to have one vision to ensure that uh, people can uh, live in the home and community and I, I think that's a, a powerful message to connect people to. Terrific. I want to ask about the eventual impact that you all have seen, but first, you know, since we want this to be something that other Medicaid directors can think about implementing in their state, can you talk a little bit about was there a, a ramp up period for you to get to the level of engagement with staff through that coffee with Curtis? Um, you know, did it require some, you know, internal marketing efforts to get people to be comfortable to participate? Were there other components that were important for you all that you think you need to have in, need to have put in place for this to be as successful as it has been? Well, one thing that's really nice about Coffee with Curtis is with the platform of coffee, it, it makes it casual. And that's one thing that's, that reflects who Curtis is. I think it's important for any leadership who it, undertakes something like this for it to reflect who they are and their authentic self. And so part of that is making it fun, making it engaging. And so our marketing efforts at the beginning were really just trying to be creative in ways that reflected who Curtis is and helping people to connect with him and know him. And he happens to be a coffee lover. So we, we certainly focus on coffee. Um, but we also established quite early on a website where we post all of our recordings of our webinars. We also post all of the poll results that we take throughout the webinar, um, as well as the handouts, they receive the PowerPoint. So we're really transparent with trying to communicate with everyone, even if they can't make it in live, and making sure that people are really seeing the results of any feedback that we ask for. And Curtis also always does a email a week leading up, inviting people to join him, letting him letting people know. Uh, what the topics of conversation are going to be, if there's going to be a guest speaker. Um, and he also does a follow-up afterwards, again, recognizing the staff that were uh, celebrated during that webinar and, you know, any other details. So we created a nice structure around the webinar that I think staff quite quickly took to and kind of got into that routine and it didn't really take a whole lot beyond that to get staff um, engaged. They all have a calendar appointment on their calendars um, from us so that they they know it's there. It's on all staff's calendars. And uh, Molly uh, sells, a, well, sells herself a little short because obviously, you know, Molly and Kevin are a key component in, in getting this uh uh, updated and and they do do a lot of the work and the prep work, uh, you know, to develop the PowerPoint each month. Um, I think you know, as I mentioned, it's a Adobe Connect uh, thing. There's not, it doesn't have a video component to it, but it does have a chat pod. And you know, I think the important thing is 
to really make it a laid back, uh, you know, open yourself up, be vulnerable, um, approach it with a sense of, yeah, I'm going to get feedback here. And then, but that is what we're doing it for. Uh, we have a chat pod that people can post anything they want in that chat pod. And sometimes I think, as a leader, sometimes I think we get very nervous about uh, opening ourselves up or needing to make sure that uh, every I is dotted and T is crossed um, on a, before we roll something out. But the problem with that is if, if you do that, then your staff feel like they haven't been engaged, they haven't uh, known about it. So um, it's how to, how to be okay with the vulnerability of saying, Hey, this is still under construction. We don't know where this is going to go, but, you know, um, uh, this is where we're at now. And I, I think that's a, an important uh, way to communicate to staff because uh, if it, it gives them the um, assurance that you're, you're walking with them. So. Mm -hmm. And as you all reflect on the impact, um, you've shared great ideas and thoughts about ways to implement this well. As you think about the impact, what impacts have you seen? You know, either Kevin from the exit interviews or from uh, just staff morale, as you mentioned, or even to go so far as, you know, productivity in the workplace. What have you all been able to both feel, because I think that's important that you mentioned that, Curtis, this is in some ways about how it feels to be part of the community in your office but also um, the actual work product, have you seen a difference there? So this is Kevin, and you know, I think it, from the exit interview uh, aspect is uh, hardly ever are people leaving because of some of the issues that were identified early on. Uh, a lot of them are being promoted, they're moving on to other uh, areas, uh, but what they continuously say, and I always ask the question, you know, uh, how did, you know, Curtis wants to know uh, continue to learn from these exit interviews. Uh, you know what are what are things that we could do better? If you were in, in Curtis's uh, place, what would you do uh, to improve the the work that we do? And um, and they're always really complimentary of the communication and the engagement that they're able to do and have high marks on Coffee with Curtis. Everybody you know kind of raves about. Uh, how that's been so important uh, to really see the big picture and be connected. And, you know, I, I think another thing that we've done with that platform is, uh, you know, uh, Curtis will bring on the secretary of our department and uh, other real, you know, uh, big officials that a lot of people don't connect with. And then he, he connects with them at, uh, in such a casual way over coffee that uh, it kind of humanizes those people as well. So I think that's been a, a, a real a big um, uh, accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, over the three years, we've had multiple Medicaid directors. Um, and this has been a forum where uh, we can invite either secretaries or Medicaid directors in to, uh, you know, I've, I call it the three questions. And it's usually, you know, what's your favorite coffee? Uh, what if you know what do you want to accomplish within the upcoming year and then if you look back over five years later what what do you want the long-term care system to look like what do you want the Medicaid system to look like and even that is very uh, helpful to staff to understand uh, what the you know 
what those leaders are thinking uh, in regards to the, the programs. And I'll jump in and say, just simply, there's a, there's a reputation in this building. I mean, word has gotten out, and everyone knows about Coffee with Curtis, no matter where they work, which I think is a true testament to what a positive impact it has had. And as we've gone through a few reorganizations, we have found that, you know, people are tuning in from other work areas. They, they see this as a way to learn information that may impact them, even if they're not directly under Curtis. So I think, you know, there is just a lot of, information coming into us when we bump into people or meet new people in meetings that when they learn you're connected with that webinar, they want to talk to you about it because they know um, that it's a great place to receive information. And like Curtis said, I think, you know, knowing that your leader does walk the walk is so important. It builds trust and the fact that he takes care of himself and encourages all of us as employees to do that for ourselves I mean, really is the most fundamental positive thing we could ask for in our workplace. We spend so much time um, at work. And so to have leadership who's regularly connecting with us, encouraging us to take care of ourselves and to celebrate our successes is really amazing. So we do poll our staff and ask about those impacts. And just with improving staff morale and feeling appreciated in the workplace, 72% of our staff have said that they feel like Coffee with Curtis has been a really effective platform for increasing that positive morale and staff appreciation. So we have some really resounding um, statistics from our polls that, that really show that people feel that communication, transparency, accountability has increased. Um, that was a margin of 71% of people feel there's been an, an increase in those things. And it's a testament to being transparent with, with our staff. Terrific. So I'm going to ask you one last question and then Mark let you, and I'm going to ask you, Curtis, your third question that you ask your guests, which is, you know, five years from now, when you look at celebrating the shift in the culture, the sense of staff engagement, Etc. What what do you want to be celebrating? Obviously, coffee with Curtis is the mechanism by which you're doing that work, but so that you can already celebrate that. But when you think sort of at that highest level of celebration in five years, what do you want to be sort of celebrating at the time? Um, well, I think uh, I'll say that there's. Uh, I'll just add a couple other things that have occurred since coffee with Curtis is in that engagement, and so obviously continuing, but. I now quarterly have uh, invite new staff in to do a, a new orientation for long-term care, uh, talking about you know long-term care is uh, you know the history of the DD Act and everything else, and try and create a culture of you are the the new class coming in to the Medicaid program, and um, you know across the areas people get to know each other, um, and then I. You know, one of the fun things that we we started after Coffee with Curtis got started was uh, uh, the Polar Plunge. And uh, I don't know if, if uh, how many people have been here in Wisconsin in February, but uh, usually in the second week of February, we raise money for Special Olympics. And I jump in the uh, uh, Lake Mendota, or Lake Monona, actually, in Wisconsin, and it's uh, very cold. Um Part of walking the walk, that being the Special Olympics, also started with one person jumping with me three years ago. 
Uh, and now I think we're up to eight or nine. We've raised uh, at least $3,000 uh, last year, and I'm, I'm thinking we're going to get a lot more this year. Um, and then I have also started sending out a, a Monday inspiration uh, that connects the work we do with the uh, uh, and inspires people to do good work and, and uh, connects with our vision. So, so one of my goals is to continue these efforts as we move forward. Um, when I look back uh, five years, I think we've come a long way in uh, moving from a very uh, siloed uh, organization to operating more as a matrix, breaking down many of the um, kind of rigid uh, bureaucratic uh, reporting authorities. Um, and, you know, and so I want to see that continue. I want to see that continue uh, throughout the, the area I manage as well as the other areas because I think there's a lot to be learned from uh, clarity and transparency. Um, and so I think that's, uh, those would be good things. I'm, I'm sure uh, Kevin and Molly will also uh, uh, be inspiring to uh, help me think up other things in the future. Terrific. Thank you. And thank you for sharing the um, other activities that have built from the lessons you've learned and the um, culture you've been building through the initial Coffee with Curtis uh, opportunity. Mark, I'll, I'll turn it over to you and see if you have any questions for us to work through uh, as we explore this concept of staff engagement and the role of leadership in supporting that work. Gretchen, thank you. And uh, Curtis, Molly, and Kevin, thank you for sharing your story. It's really, uh, it's an inspiring one. And I couldn't help but reflect on a good friend of mine often says that part of what inspires people to do their best work is a connection to meaningfulness and purposefulness in their work. The connection that their work is important to the larger good of things and uh, meaningful to themselves. And uh, what strikes me is that Medicaid leaders have such an opportunity because the work that we do is so impactful to the residents of our states. Um, but you remind us that you can't always take that for granted, that people will remember that in their day-to-day -day routines. Uh, and in the true spirit of meeting is really about meeting through others as opposed to just what we can crank out on our own. Uh, I think it's great that you've taken some really, uh, you know, concrete steps. Uh, and I couldn't help but also think about how, uh, you know, all of them seem to work because they're so genuinely reflective of you as leaders, uh, that there is no one strategy, but the strategies seem to have to really be reflective of who you are uh, to make that uh, the most powerful that it can be. And I'm hoping that that's true because uh, not everybody has access to a cold Wisconsin lake to jump into, and uh, I think not everybody would want to do so. But you can always come up and jump anytime, you know. Well, well, Thank you all. Uh, I'll be thinking about when I get my bathing suit ready for that. Uh, it's a little scary to me. 
Wonderful. <laughs> um, but then, I, you know, I'm also, I think it's so wonderful that you've taken it for the next steps too, about creating the feedback loop to be able to know that what you're doing works and uh, the connection between both the individual stories that you get through exit interviews, but also that data, uh, the ability to say, hey, 72% of our staff feel that this has increased morale. I mean, that's a really nice connection between the human part of this, but also the sort of data-driven, how do we know what success means? So uh, I'm really grateful for you sharing your story uh, and maybe would just say that you, you touch on such an important theme about how all of this then translates to trust. Uh, in our conversations with Medicaid leaders, that seems to be a reoccurring theme about how important building trust is to leadership uh, and how important our leadership is to serving the individuals and families that we serve in Medicaid. So uh, I'm really grateful for your story today. It's really inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, Medicaid program, it has, it has a great story to tell. I mean, like, like I say, like, it, I mean, we're all part of the human condition and whether it's in long-term care or uh, due to other health ailments, um, we all want to, you know, uh, succeed and self-actualize and become the best person we can be. And, and that's really what our programs do for people. And so to convey that and, and let that shine really, I think is a powerful message. We really have, uh, I mean, it's a great mission wherever you are in whatever state. And I think a lot of great people want to work, uh, uh, with a good sense of mission and, uh, all these things we're doing are much more efficient. I've had, I've actually had staff stay because they enjoy working in the area and, and that's a benefit to us all. You get to retain staff, you, um, you have a good culture. Um, and, and so I would just encourage everybody, it's an efficiency, not a, a workload to invest in this type of, this type of work. Yes, Curtis, thank you for raising that. I would agree as I was reflecting, the other thing that the approach you've taken does with your level of transparency and trust is it does allow staff to make their own connections between all of the different work in the agency, right? Sometimes the director of the program or a senior staff can feel like they're the only one who sees the full picture. And so they are spending time and energy connecting two staff teams that may be working on a similar project or without carefulness, they're gonna collide in some place. And with the level of information you share in such a regular and transparent way, I'd imagine you're gaining efficiencies as well when staff teams are able to make those connections um, amongst themselves because of what you've shared. Uh, so I think that that's probably also in addition to the improving of the human condition, I, I can see very quickly and easily how you would also improve program management efficacy because of that sharing of information you've been doing. Well, I wanna take us to begin to wrap up and I know Mark already provided some synthesis, but the Wisconsin team, I wanna give you the last opportunity to share, you know, if you were going to have a Medicaid director or a senior leader, you know, go on this journey of creating their own, you know, coffee with whoever, coffee with Carol, per se. Um, what what would be the key advice you would give them as they as they start out on this journey? Uh, what what would be your sort of initial 
piece of good wisdom that you would offer to that, to a Medicaid director or senior leader who may be contemplating something like this? Um, I guess the biggest thing is uh, don't overthink it. You know, I mean, I, I think getting out there in a way and, and putting yourself out there is is the first step, and that's that's the probably one of the bigger steps of of uh, of leading. Um, you know, I think the benefits are are, are incredible, um, and and like I said, sometimes we get very cautious in our political worlds and our environments that. Oh, what if we say the wrong thing? You know, um, you know, take a chance. Um, be honest. Be you know, uh, open and say, look, you know, this is where we're going. Um, but if hey, if if you don't, you know, if you have a concern, let let us know. I mean, that's that's important. That staff, there is no way leaders are going to be able to see all the pitfalls of of certain things, whether it's a reorganization, whether it's a policy change, whether, uh, you know, or anything else. And so uh, really having a, a, an open forum uh, to have those conversations, convey that information and, and, uh, and also keep it fun um, because that's, uh, that's another point, you know, make it whimsical. Uh, there's a lot of coffee trivia, a lot of coffee jokes. Um, coffee is a good thing because it's, pretty non, uh, pretty harmless. Um, and, uh, and, and go to it. Uh, I think every year we also, you know, do a, a coffee IRL in real life, uh, where we rent a room uh, or get a room in the building and, uh, we invite everybody to have coffee together, uh, and then do a little presentation. So, um, I, I just say go for it and, um, you know, and see what happens. And, um, I think it's, it's been a great thing for us, and I encourage everybody else to move forward so that you can also connect everybody with the mission, vision, and that will be a huge efficiency for you all, for anybody that's doing this. And if you'd like, uh, don't reinvent the wheel. Uh, reach out to us. We'd be happy to share uh, everything that we've done and uh, help you along the way. Definitely. Terrific. Thank you so much. Mark, do you have any final thoughts uh, to share? Uh, you know, I really liked your last point, Curtis, about the don't overthink it. And it's a, a good reminder of not letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. And uh, we often hear folks in Medicaid and the public sector generally talking about how challenging it is to recruit the, the workforce that we need. And uh, this conversation is a good reminder that for in our efforts to succeed, the people that we work with really are our greatest resource and asset. And uh, your sincere and genuine effort and creative and fun, I think your, your point there is very well taken, uh, I think really honors the commitment that people bring to public service. And uh, really thank you again for uh, sharing the story about what it means to make that commitment something that people can feel really proud of and rewarded by. Thank you. Yes. And thanks to Molly and Kevin, who has also done a mountain of work on, on uh, supporting this effort. 
Terrific. Well, with that, I will uh, we'll wrap up the web or the podcast and, and just say thank you again. Thank you for giving us the vision into what you all have been working on in Wisconsin and for reminding us all of the importance of this kind of work. With that, I'll turn it back over to Hillary. Yep, and I'd like to echo Gretchen's thanks. I'd like to remind uh, Mark that he lives in Vermont, which I believe also has cold lakes to jump into if the spirit so takes him. Um, I hope everybody listening today found the conversation really valuable. I know that I always think through how I can translate what we discuss in these um, conversations and translate it to our work here at NAMD and then my life outside of the office. I find them incredibly helpful. Um, so I just appreciate all of your time and I am going to go and grab a cup of coffee because now that is top of my mind. So thank you to everyone and I hope all of you who are listening subscribe to the podcasts on the Apple Podcast Store, the NAMD website, or the CHCS website. Thanks everybody. Until next time.